Hello, welcome to Bloody Mary, a podcast where we discuss feminism, sexuality, and horror movies. I'm your host, Chicago comic Kristen Ryan. And before we start today's show, I want to give a quick shout out to Safan Thor House of Wax in Austin, Texas. I was down there doing some comedy shows and got to stop in. They have amazing horror t-shirts and a horror movie museum where I got to learn that Bela Lugosi left Hungary because he was trying to form a union with the actors there. Uh, And as a labor organizer the past eight years, it just made me love Bella even more. Uh, So if you are in Austin or in that area, go check it out. It's awesome. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Safanthor. And let's get to it. Today we have with us Ashley Hawk. Say hey, Ashley. Hello. Ashley is the host of the Open Mic Power Hour, which is super fun, every Friday night at Gallery Cabaret here in Chicago. She's also a producer on a show called Psychotic Break. Could you tell us a little bit about that, Ashley? Uh, Yeah, Psychotic Break is a storytelling comedy show that happens on the first Wednesday of every month at Shuba's Upstairs. Uh, Usually starts around 8 o'clock. Um, and we are centered around uh, sharing stories and telling jokes uh, based around mental illness and addiction. So it's a lot of fun, and you get to hear some crazy stuff, and uh, sometimes we get really cool special guests um, to come do some Q&A with us. Last time we had a professional dominatrix slash human pincushion. So fun. Uh, Awesome. Definitely going to check that out. Uh, Ashley, what is the first mo- horror movie you ever saw? Uh, the first horror movie I ever saw was Child's Play uh, when I was probably about five or six. Um, I was watching it at my uncle's house. He was babysitting me and not supposed to let me watch scary movies, but uh, <laughs> I was I, trying to sleep and then I woke up uh, and was peeking and watching this terrifying movie with a doll. Uh, <laughs> it just so happened that my uncle actually had a My Buddy doll uh, at his house and so I was terrified. I couldn't sleep uh, because of this doll that I just saw murdering people (laughs) in a movie. And I put it outside, and the next morning when I woke up, it was back in the apartment. So uh, that's why I'm terrified of stuffed animals and dolls, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, and it does feel a little bit like maybe your uncle set you up for this. (laughs) I feel like he probably did, too. Uh, I don't know. I have an anxiety around things coming to life and murdering me uh, it's been a really fun anxiety I've had to deal with since I was a kid so uh, just like that movie The Brave Little Toaster gave me anxiety <laughs> which is hilarious I love that movie I have very opposite feelings about oh, it you know, I, the last thing I want is to upset my toaster where it follows me to college <laughs> <laughs> You actually, you have a great bit about saying goodnight to your stuffed animals that I love so much. Uh, yep, it's based uh, in 100% reality. <laughs> I, When I was little, I had a lot of stuffed animals, but I had a favorite, and that made me feel like the worst person because uh, I didn't want to hurt any of their feelings. So what I would do is line them up uh, at night and then give them like an individual compliment <laughs> and... Uh, be like you're real, you're really cute, but I'm just sorry I'm gonna sleep with the rabbit tonight <laughs> um, because I didn't want them to get upset and kill me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, after being uh, brought up on child's play, it's a very real fear. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I have to say too, like child's play was scary to me when I was little, and it must be something situational about that age we were in when we saw that because when Annabelle came out, I thought it looked like the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. Right, and I mean, everyone loves Toy Story, so... Mm, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, today Ashley and I watched Dead Alive, and that's the 1992 Peter Jackson film, originally titled Brain Dead in New Zealand, uh, but changed to Dead Alive in the U.S. and Nash, or worldwide. 
Uh, and it's the delightfully gonzo tale of a love-struck man, Lionel, and his zombified mother, Vera. Lionel and Paquita's budding relationship is threatened by a zombie outbreak. And uh, Ashley, what made you choose this movie? Um, as far as this movie, it's one of my favorites. Um, I'm a big fan of the zombie genre of horror. Um, I know zombies are super popular now, but uh, for this one, I just like the fact that it was so campy and over the top with the gore. Also, um, it went against a lot of the, the norms of a lot of zombie movies as far as, uh, like, if you just, like, take off their head, they're not going to get you. Uh, but this is like, oh, no, there's an entire, uh, what, just, like, half... <laughs> Uh, mutilated bodies walking around with no head attached to it at all and I, I don't know it's just weird and kind of different and over the top mm-hmm. and that's what I love so much about starting this podcast is it's making me realize there are so many movies out there that I haven't seen like I actually had not seen this movie before which shocked a lot of people when I told them we were doing it yeah I I don't know I feel like there's a lot of people that haven't seen this movie I myself didn't see this until only a few few years ago and it was the weirdest reason why I just remember being little at a the uh like video rental store in the town I grew up in and I remember seeing the cover of it and I just thought it was such a scary cover mm-hmm. that even through like my really big horror phases I was like I don't know if I really want to watch that and then finally someone's like you got to watch that I was like this is actually like hilarious and amazing so awesome <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the characters a little bit. Who was your favorite character in this movie? I like Lionel a lot. I think he's a he's a good guy. He just uh, had some crappy hands dealt him mm-hmm. <laughs> based on the uh, problems around his mom and just uh, her being overbearing and a psychological burden on the poor guy. Yeah, he got a little Norman Batesy. <laughs> definitely had some Oedipus conflicts happening. You know that he's actually... Uh, this was his first movie, and when he in New Zealand, he was like a soap opera star, like a leading man kind of guy, which uh, I did not read at all from his character in this film. No. I mean, I guess I could see that based on those like weird side glances him and Paquita would give each other. Oh, yeah. I could see <laughs> those that. Those long pauses. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, upon first watching this, Lionel really annoyed me uh, a lot of the time. Like, just he was so... You know, everything was about his mother and... Oh, yeah. It seemed like his motives made no sense. Um, I still get annoyed with him a lot. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> your mom's spewing green liquid. Like, maybe don't keep her in the basement. Like, maybe maybe when you have the funeral for, funeral for her, you should be like, hey, we should cremate her. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That would have been a really easy solution. <laughs> okay. Zombie mom. That brings us to Vera. Uh, she is my favorite character in the movie actually because like she's so manipulative when we first meet her in the film she's holding this huge ass knife and looks very threatening but she's screaming at lionel to kill a beetle and uh you know she just runs around the house wielding this knife and there were so many situations where she manipulates the hell out of Lionel. Oh, yeah. Those mother guilt trips. Oh, yeah. She's an expert. Like, she should teach a class. She's so good at it. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple scenes that jumped to mind for me in manipulating Lionel are, uh, you know, when she, he first meets Paquita and kind of feels this lust towards her, she breaks a vase. 
and then is instantly like putting Lionel in this position of you need to make it better you're needed here. I'm going to talk to you about your dad and his death, and I'm so sad. The vase is irreplaceable. It was the last wedding gift, your, or anniversary gift your dad gave you before he died. Yeah. Yeah, that's some <laughs> brutal shit. Yeah. Like, just Which, I mean, if you watch the movie, Lionel has problems looking at just stagnant water at a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> having flashbacks to his dad's terrible death. So there's a lot of trauma in poor Lionel's world. There is, uh, but Paquita's there to help him through it. Uh, she, of course, is Lionel's love interest in the film. Um, she works at the, what is it, like a, like a, like bo- a corner store? Like a bodega? Yeah. And uh, had pretty much no interest in Lionel whatsoever until her mother read some tarot cards and said, this is the man you're going to be with forever. He'll bear this symbol of the star and... Uh, but Paquita definitely, she's she's like an eighth grade girl. <laughs> she just wants to see all the butts and probably <laughs> smooch all the boys. She's a very lustful lady. She that's is. Very driven by love, which is <laughs> the whole time you're like, why is she still sticking around Lionel? Like, what is she doing? Why does she keep going back to this? It's like, oh, because well, first of all, her mom told her that. And <laughs> she has no other motives other than just making this work. I'm going to kiss him. <laughs> Yeah, there were so many scenes uh, with her interactions with Lionel where I was like, if that was me, I'd be the fuck out of there. Like, there is, of course, well, she's also kind of oblivious as well because there's the scene where Language they're at barrier. the zoo. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. They're at the zoo together and Lionel had his instance with staring into the water and having a flashback. Tells Paquita the story of his father dying. Paquita says nothing. And she's then, like, let's go look at the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, later in the movie, Lionel is rolling around with the corpse of his mother at the funeral, and Paquita just walks up to him after, like, nothing happened. You know, she's like, why are you ignoring me? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, this is about me. I know. It's Um, like your mom's funeral. Hey, we had a really nice, weird makeout (laughs) the Mm -hmm. the day your mom got bit by that weird rat monkey. Yeah. And even the day where she discovers the basement full of zombies tied up. She's still like, oh, how are we going to fix this, you know? Like, <laughs> so she's in it for the long haul, I guess. That's... Yeah, death surrounds him. I think that was like a turn on for her. I guess, just like, yeah. Danger. Oh, man. There's so much I could fix in My you. mom told me about this while my dad was casually eating eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Their family scenes were hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there was Uncle Heinrich, who was just Ugh. a prick. He's he's the men's rights blogs come to life. <laughs> it's like, ooh, who are you? You're not related to me at this funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let that, me yeah. grope you. Yeah, you definitely know a quality gent by someone who's trying to pick up chicks at a funeral. <laughs> awesome. And I think we also saw a scene with him passing a kidney stone. Like there was a very long, explicit pee scene with him for some reason well i mean he was knocking on that door and lionel was in the basement about to shoot his mother and all this zombie guest up with a what some sort of poison to knock them out again and i think he said that he was about to get a uti mm. um, <laughs> which yeah it sounded like marbles were dropping in a toilet when he started peeing yeah didn't didn't <laughs> need that that could have been edited out oh man um 
But yeah, the relationships between these characters uh, were kind of terrifying in themselves, especially, you know, Lionel and his mother. Agreed. I feel, uh, I mean, uh, we talked about how Peter Jackson wrote this movie with his wife, Fran. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was a movie that came out of a really intense couple session, like therapy session. <laughs> it's like, Peter, we got to unpack your Oedipus complex. <laughs> through, it's ruining our marriage. Through this gory zombie movie. Uh, because, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's no good. I want to I wanna love you, but there's so many things that you're hung up on that I can't love you for. Or <laughs> you can't love me despite of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, like you brought up the gore. I feel like the gore really takes center stage in this movie. Like, anytime I mention this film to someone, that's the number one thing that they brought up. Yep. No, absolutely. I. That's the thing I love about this movie is just the gratuitous amounts of gore. And it's over the top, and a lot of it's unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) But also amazing in that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the scene where uh, the, what, WLW... Oh, yeah. The chairman oh. come over to interview Lionel's mom after oh, she's God. been bitten. And she's peeled her face off accidentally while putting on makeup. And he's super glued it back on. And they're eating custard. And his mom just squirts blood into oh. this guy's custard. And well, and then his wife saw that happen and <laughs> allowed him to continue eating it. She was just too grossed out by it. <laughs> oh, that always makes me, like, trigger a little bit of vomit. That oh, yeah. scene is disgusting. But the gore in this movie, like, started right off the bat. Like, I think it was less than three minutes in, you have a zoologist being, like, hacked up. Oh, yeah. No, and (laughs) I love that opening scene because it's so fine to me. He's like, I have a permit. I can take this rat monkey. It's totally fine. And then they've kicked him out of the, like, the Jeep when they're driving because he's been bitten, and then they hack him up. But then they still deliver the rat monkey to the zoo. Like, they still follow out the zoologist's permit and the reason he's picked up this strange rat monkey. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. better take him to New Zealand like we were supposed to. Along that way, no one else is infected, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> everyone just knows how to handle rat monkeys yeah, in transit. Yeah, I saw that guy's face when he handed over the rat monkey. They handed him money and he looked happy. And then they flash to the airplane and flash back at him. And then his face looked worried. Like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a horrible thing I just did. Oh, well, I got money. I got some money for this. It's fine. Yeah. Fun fact, I guess in King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson's other film in 2005, the SS Venture has a like animal cargo package with a sign that reads... Uh, Sumatran rat monkey on it. So I uh, made an appearance oh, in King Kong. Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I think for me, the most disgusting scene was that lunch scene. Oh my God, it was so gross. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the blood that comes out of his mom initially, uh, like that pulsating arm scene oh, where he's God. rewrapping her, her wound, I think that's an amazing feat in makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing to watch it's disgusting but also the consistency that they use for the blood in that and just what comes the pus that comes out of it is just very custard like to begin with oh yeah and so then to watch someone actually eat that after you've had that reaction and response to oh that's really disgusting looking is horrifying i guess it really was and then vera of course eats her own ear which is (laughs) disturbing naturally (laughs) 
I love that scene though where she's putting on makeup and the, the chunk of her skin just falls off and she's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really felt for Vera in that scene because I feel like, you know, it exemplifies this uh, wanting to outrun death. And, you know, even though like she is obviously dying, she's going to continue on with her life. She's going to have this interview to become the treasure of the WLWL. Uh, and I, I, uh, I could see I'm going to be that woman, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, well, you better fuck up your son so he can help you out with that. <laughs> Just to me- mentally abuse your future children so they can help you with your dreams. Yeah, I better get on that. I better have some kids. Oh, and then, of course, Vera eating Paquita's dog. Oh, that scene, uh, that scene reminds me of one time my dog ate a dead squirrel. Oh, and it, <laughs> he was choking uh, on the tail, and so I had to like literally grab the squirrel's tail out of my dog's mouth. So when he's just pulling the dog tail oh, <laughs> out of his mom's mouth, at that point, like that's the first time when you're like, "Hey, Lionel, shit's really, really <laughs> fucked up with your mom. Like, <laughs> stop, stop trying to ignore it by thinking she's sick. Like, your mom just ate an entire dog." Uh, that we've established earlier. He's big, no? Um. <laughs> oh, Paquita is, has an impressive dog. <laughs> she did have an impressive dog. Yeah. And one thing I love is the Spanish language version of this film was titled Tu Madre Si Ha Comida a Mi Perro, which is, uh, your mom ate my dog. Tell me you wouldn't want to go see that movie. I would see that movie. Right after I watched Eat Your Mama Tambien. I just love mother <laughs> movies. Uh, so also along, like, there's so much gore in this film, but I think the the culmination really, like, comes to a climax in the party scene. Oh. The infamous party scene. Yeah. <laughs> There was a, a lot going on. Also, uh, very confusing for that to happen. The uncle uh, uh, finds these dead people in the basement mm-hmm. and then decides to throw a party at the mansion, knowing that there's zombies in the basement. Exactly. And how did no one smell that? <laughs> it's an old house. Who knows? So part of me feels like this movie was made just particularly for this scene. (laughs) It felt like it was half the movie. This is where the budget went. (laughs) Yeah, that lawnmower scene especially, it was 300 liters of blood, five gallons a second coming out. (laughs) Everyone just sit and think about that for a second. Think about how much blood that is. That's a lot. (laughs) This was a $3 million movie. Probably two million on blood. <laughs> uh, can we talk about how poorly built that house was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just every wall is just so easy to break through. Every door. Yeah, I think it was like made out of uh, paper tissue. Yeah. <laughs> tissue paper, that's what it's called. It's actually a pinata of a house. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is a couple fists to break it open. Yeah, I am absolutely amazed that Paquita made it out of there alive. There was so much going on. Yeah. I, I like that part though, This the party scene because earlier her mom's like, yeah, your love is going to last a lifetime. It's like, yeah, because everyone roughly your age died at that party. <laughs> no one in the town was left. <laughs> no other option. And you, I mean, you're bored of that 
pharmacist or whatever he was that delivered things earlier. Yeah, we had like oh so much gore again at this party. There was a biker who the biker zombie removed a rib cage just by you know like ripping it out of someone. A lady got her face punched through. Oh yeah, that was that was a great scene. I do like the scene though, like when they put her back like against the the wall sconce and her face is just glowing from the light. I want to take a quick break and just say you might hear some background noises. That would be my two cats, Lino and Shatara, who don't give a fuck about me any other time of the week. But for some reason, when I'm recording, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and they want to be front and center. So uh, to be fair, Kristen did hang some sheets uh, to help with the sound, <laughs> and it's like a little kitten fort for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of weird shit happening, and they don't know how to handle it. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, they love this movie, and they just want to be included. But anyway, back to the party scene. Uh, it was so disgustingly gory, in fact, that the Swedish version came with a barf bag, uh, and it said, on this bag, send contents to Peter Jackson, New Zealand, with his address. I'm not sure if he ever actually received a bag of barf, but that'd be delightful if he did. I wonder if we could find on his Wikipedia how many bags of barf he's received in the yeah. course of his career. <laughs> uh, my favorite part during the uh, party scene was actually the interaction between the uncle and the baby, where the uncle's toupee fell on the baby and kind of looked like Donald Trump. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical. Uh, oh, no. That baby doesn't die at the end of the movie, so it probably was Donald Trump. Oh my God! Oh my God! You guys, we've figured it out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Somebody should have killed that baby. Oh man, this is why abortion. No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I want to say though, like the gestation of the baby from the time that the priest and the nurse had sex to the time it was born and able to walk and have terrifying teeth. And somehow an outfit. Yeah, just, you know, an outfit that fits it any size that it is, if it's crawling or if it's walking. Uh, It's pretty amazing. And I don't understand the scene in the park uh, with the baby and Lionel. Uh, Why take the baby to the park? Yeah, because he knew the baby was dangerous because he had barbed wire over the opening. Yeah, it's like, that baby's not your mother. What are you doing? Yeah, and... That was actually Peter Jackson's favorite scene of the film. It wasn't going to be in the movie, but they found out that at the end of filming, they had like $40,000 left. So apparently Peter Jackson just wanted to film a baby being beaten in a park. (laughs) Okay, now that you put it that way, that's the best scene of the movie. (laughs) My favorite scene in that scene is uh, the bum cheering him on. (laughs) The bum is so excited. Child abuse, yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> you know, like a bum would be. <laughs> not a good guy. Oh, not a good baby. But yeah, Ashley pointed out while we were watching this within the party scene, this movie highly deviates from all zombie roles that have come before. And there were so many examples of that. Heck yeah, there were. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one you brought up that like really triggered it for me was the woman who got punched through the head. Yeah. Okay. So people are getting like punched through the head and still turning into zombies. They're not being bitten by zombies in order to turn into zombies. Like, so in that in that world, wouldn't the Custer guy be a zombie because he didn't turn into one that we know about? Oh, you're right. He did not. 
And we see him a few days later at the funeral, so he would have definitely turned by then. And even then, like, uh, Peter Jackson made an appearance as the Undertaker. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. He ate a sandwich off of uh, (laughs) the mother after she was spewing green, weird, like, Nickelodeon slime out of her body. Yeah. Because you know how you just leave your lunch on top of corpses when you're... I'm always <laughs> leaving sandwiches on corpses. Oh, you know? where's my sandwich? Oh, shoot, I left it on that dead body. With a fresh maker. <laughs> oh, yeah, also we have the uh, intestines of one of the zombies trying to kill Lionel. But I do really love that scene where the intestines looks in the mirror and is like, having a moment. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where like the colon farts and his yeah. little plume of <laughs> gas come out of it. That makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, and this also like uh, deviates from the losing your head rule. Yes. Like, right. Which is a, a major pillar in zombie films. Like once you shoot them in the head, they should be dead. Yeah, so technically there's just a pile of limbs roaming New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Be careful because they might try to turn you into a zombie. Yeah, because even <laughs> after... Uncle Heinrich like goes crazy with the knives. There's there's still like a pile of limbs moving. Like how are they getting a message to move? Exactly. And then someone figure this out for us. Yeah, what the fuck? We're angry. <laughs> but no, then you have um, the one bit woman who is helping <laughs> who Paquita first discovers in the closet. <laughs> I love that line from Paquita. It's, Don't worry, it's me. Like, what? <laughs> After she tries okay, to Mario. stab her ten times. <laughs> uh, yeah, this woman does look like Chicago comic Tiff Putterbaugh, uh, but she is bit in the neck. By a dismembered head. There's no body attached to it. Yeah. Then she spends quite a bit of time before she doesn't actually turn does she no she gets her face like ripped open and the baby comes out of it yeah there's no continuity on these zombies like when a lady they turn. a lady mask for a baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a baby lady mask i don't so yeah i'm not entirely sure like the rhyme or reason of how these like rat monkey bites affect people and change them is all over the place yep. it's it's hard to figure out as far as where things are going it just means that it's just a reason to have more and more gore that's all that is yeah it did feel like that i did enjoy the one with the garden gnome for a head that was fun oh he was cute walking around yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to say that uh at the party scene i hate that moment where lionel's running on the blood and he can't get his footing i hate that so much too (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay now we're just doing slapstick yeah, comedy. <laughs> I uh, wish we had a slide whistle. Oh, yeah. Also, that moment of slapstick where you think Paquita's going to get it and she's being bit, but then it's revealed that that zombie was wearing dentures and it's kind of like. Yeah, who invited mm. the old guy to the party? Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Creepy shit. <laughs> but yeah, that is a quality lawnmower, though, I have to say. <laughs> Like, when I was a teenager, my parents would always make me mow the lawn, and I couldn't get it to stay on just with mowing a lawn. But yet, this lawnmower stayed on, like, you know. Yeah, the lawnmower stayed on. The handle was apparently built better than the house. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah, so I guess besides everything else happening here, there was a lot of underlying themes I saw uh, regarding 
Lionel's sexuality and his becoming a man, if you will, and moving away from his mother and trying to have an adult relationship with mm-hmm. Paquita. This movie is the bar mitzvah of the zombie <laughs> movies. Uh, you know, because, like, you just have, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to say something really offensive. <laughs> you go, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you felt it a lot, that first scene where they're having, like, their first adult relations. Uh, Paquita comes and sneaks in through the window, and it's timed so that Lionel having sex is happening at the same time as his mother transitioning to a zombie. Yeah. So it's like, the message is you being a sexual You're billion. killing your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill your poor mom. Don't kill your mom. Guys, don't have sex. No. (laughs) And then, well, it was especially disgusting as well because they're at, I don't want to get gross here, but. Do it. At the end of that scene, there was like a money shot with the mother's pussy wound. Yeah. Shooting. There was. Yeah. stuff. Oh, man. I can see why people love porn so much. (laughs) 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 Gotta give that money shot. Uh. And then, you know, there's a lot, I feel, with having to do with Lionel becoming a man in these side characters that become zombies. Like, the ones that he traps in the basement. Yeah, and then he, oddly enough, ends up trying to take care of them. Yeah. The scene where he's made them all breakfast Mm -hmm. and teaching them how to, uh, I guess, eat eggs, given their situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, I know you guys are all zombies. You've been trying to kill me the last, like, couple hours, but let's all sit down for breakfast. I made eggs. <laughs> We're going to just... And that, to me, like, screamed of, like, repression, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, it's the denial. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he woke up all excited that he had, you know had sex I'm guessing uh there was just like a lot of weird half kissing that they were doing but you guys are not gonna ruin this for me I had sex and it was great (laughs) I know I want to take care of all of you um but yeah I mean with the priest um what the religious undertones of (laughs) oh definitely uh figuring out your religion I guess either before or after uh you uh consummate Adult feelings? I don't oh, yeah. Well, I was raised Catholic, so there's incredible guilt associated with, like, this urge to have sex that everyone has, but oh, yeah. don't have it. That's disgusting. I, I was I was raised uh, evangelical Christian, so it's not guilt as much as just shame. <laughs> just a lot of shame. What's wrong with your body for acting normal? We don't understand science. Okay. Definitely. I think that priest symbolized that because... In the first scene where Lionel meets Paquita in the store and she realizes, like, he's the one, she comes on to him super hard. Oh, yeah, no, she's an eighth grade girl. Like, yeah. That scene where she delivers the groceries to the house, I love that where, like, she drops off the box and, like, steps behind him to look at his butt. Yeah. And then he kind of catches her and she's like, oh, it's a big house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that first scene where, like, he kind of senses Paquita's sexuality, he is so frightened, he almost steps in front of a tram to get away from her. <laughs> That's how scared this boy is of sex. Uh, well, yeah, because women are evil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to kill your mothers. <laughs> or your mom's going to turn into a giant tit monster if you don't cut her off earlier in life. Or your movie, whatever it is. Exactly. 
And then I think like the nurse symbolized, you know, this fear a lot of people have of sexually transmitted infections. Health risk. Health risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And who else was there? The baby. Yeah. The zombie baby taking it to the park, you know? Beating up the zombie baby at the park. Being afraid of becoming a father. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little too young to be a father. Maybe uh, maybe that's why that baby was born so quickly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, you brought up the zombie sex. And I, I think maybe in one of the Romero movies there might have been some sexual relations between zombies. But offhand, I couldn't think of any. So I tried Googling zombie sex and just uh, a word to our listeners. Don't ever do that. (laughs) So you didn't try Googling zombie sex. You Googled zombie sex. (laughs) There is no try. I did. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it got real gross. I think, obviously, the biggest... Metaphor here, though, is uh, the end scene with Lionel and his mother. His giant tit mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. that The end scene where Lionel confronts his mother, who has morphed into this huge, rotting, large, rat-chested rat woman. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, she tells him, you know, no one will ever love you like I do. And then, like, pulls him back into her womb. Her gaping womb. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, man. And then she tries to kill Paquita. Yeah. Just some definite edifice With her crazy fingernails. Oh, yeah. So what we're saying is dating's hard. (laughs) Best of luck out there. Let's wrap this up. No. (laughs) Yeah, it is rough out there. got these giant zombie mother-in-laws coming at you oh man see that's it guys uh don't involve your mom in your relationships and learn from uh the mistakes of lionel really yeah and the thing i uh i couldn't get over with in regards to the mother and the murder i mean spoilers here i know this movie is 30 years old you probably have seen it already i hope but if you haven't seen it watch it on youtube right now for free on youtube we did yeah it's on youtube ah but the fact that vera killed the father and his mistress i don't understand how she could have drowned her husband he was so much stronger than her i'd imagine well, maybe he was also a pussy like Lionel. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe it's that like angry mother love rage that comes out, and she stinks of mother love. <laughs> uh, that's a fun thing to hear at that funeral. <laughs> Lionel grew up on it with an abundance of mother love. So, um, but no, I don't. I don't know really how that happened either I yeah and how did she drown both of them like she like come over to my house take a bath like luring people in unsuspectedly and she only kept one of those bodies right yeah the father i think you know he had a burial oh yeah obviously but you had a great uh point when we were watching the film together with that corpse in the attic that explains why no one noticed a smell during the party because the house probably always, always smells like awful. dead body <laughs> <laughs> it's just something lionel grew up being used to <laughs> 
Uh, and if anything, you could just say that's the smell of money. No. Mm-hmm. So actually, he probably, like, he repressed that memory, and he probably tied that to the idea that sex kills. So Lionel's dealing with some heavy shit. Poor Lionel. Yeah, he, him and Paquita are definitely going to have to go to couples therapy uh, after the credits are done rolling. <laughs> Got a lot to unpack. <laughs> we got to talk about this. Um, but they're probably going to fuck first. They're going to do that Dan Savage rule. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, when they were kissing after the <laughs> like climax scene of destroying the mother, he had been inside his mother. He was back in his mom. <laughs> yeah, they kissed. They touched faces. They had open mouth kisses. Yeah, that was the most passionate kiss they've shared the whole time. Ugh. So... <laughs> So many disgusting fluids on both of them. And how are they not turning after ingesting those fluids? Apparently you can ingest the fluid, but you can't have your face punched through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Inaccuracy. (laughs) Peter Jackson, you have the money. Remake this film. Yeah. We want continuity. (laughs) My favorite lines in this film are obviously, like, your mom ate my dog. (laughs) Uh, then there was also, I kick ass for the Lord, which was said by the priest. I really wish the priest would have survived that scene in yeah. the graveyard. I feel like the priest should have his own movie. I would watch that. Yeah, he reminded me of like like a black dynamite for the Lord as a white man, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he was sexy. Yeah. And he had really great kung fu. And he sleeps with his, his uh, I don't know what those gar- that garb's called, but he sleeps with that on. Oh, yeah. He had the collar and everything. That way you still know he's a priest even when it's nighttime. Yeah. When it's time for bed. I do like that he was the one to initiate sex with the nurse. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's been repressed for a while. Being undead has taught him to reevaluate some life choices. Yeah, just because you're undead doesn't mean your dick's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do think it's gross, though, when the uncle came over and he hears the zombies fucking, and he's, like, oh, yeah. trying to go into the room because he thinks, like, live sex is happening. Yeah. And who wants to watch that with their nephew? <laughs> That's a creep right there. He's a total creep. That's why Paquita wasn't going to let him back in the house initially when he was like, let me back in, because he was, he's a monster, you guys. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is how we, this is our society just telling us to overlook the indiscretions of sexually aggressive men. Because mm-hmm. one woman said it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Facebook rant. No. Yeah. The other line I love so much in this film happened in the graveyard uh, when Lionel was trying to get his mother's body back. And, and the biker was peeing on her grave. And he said, that's my mother you're pissing on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the writing in this movie is great. He's just so unable to admit she's dead. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just a real hard thing to let her go. So I guess in a summation, these zombies represent Lionel's inner... Lionel. Lionel is my cat. <laughs> these uh, zombies represent Lionel, Lionel's... <laughs> He's still fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, inner demons, and him conquering them and killing them symbolizes his ability to have a meaningful adult relationship with Paquita. I guess? I'm guessing so. So, and yeah, I... All of that blood that they use just to symbolize <laughs> Sometimes you gotta kill a lot of people before you can be in a successful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on uh, this film? Uh, no, this film is great. <laughs> 
not confusing. No. <laughs> no I, uh, I will say it was very fun to watch with you. I had a blast this afternoon. And uh, do you have any future shows and projects coming up you want to plug? Um, well, I guess the one that will be after this one, uh, I'm doing Tuxedo Cat uh, at Intertown Pub on Valentine's Day. Which Ooh, is bring Sunday. a date. Bring a date. Bring yourself. I'm uh, more than happy to share some drinks with some sad people. Uh, <laughs> don't bring your mom, though. No. <laughs> don't bring your zombie mom. No, bring your zombie mom. Bring your giant titted rat mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, Tuxedo Cat. It's a free show Sunday, February 14th. Starts mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a good lineup because they usually have really great lineups that flow well together. Uh, so if you like to laugh, and we know you do, it's hilarious. Yeah, and stop into the Gallery Cabaret every Friday night where Ashley's a host at Power Hour, Open Mic. Uh, That's super fun. I've been Kristen Ryan, and this has been Bloody Mary. Have a good night.